An emu divided against itself cannot stand. <laughs> yes. All right, that's it. We found it. We got it. Let's start the episode. I don't even. Are we know. a nation of emus? Also, also. What is the state of our? <laughs> also, I definitely did the JFK voice for Abraham Lincoln. I don't think that's allowed. <laughs> Welcome to The Crunch, episode 65. It is your boy, Ethan, a.k.a. Apropuzzle. And I'm Patrick, at Catholic Pat. We have spent all of our time, the past 10 minutes, looking up quotes by politicians um, and replacing them with the word emu. And if you like that sort of content, please listen to our bonus podcast that we put on uh, patreon.com <laughs> forward slash The Crunch. That sounds really terrible when you put it Available. that way. Yeah, it's... Uh... I don't know. Ethan goes, hey, Patrick, um, I need you to think of something plithy we can say before our intro music. And I'm like, Ethan, it's not, it doesn't work like that. Plithy. Plithy. Pithy. Yeah, you said plithy. I said pithy. Pithy. I know how to, I know how to use the English language. Uh, Patrick. I don't know what either of those words mean, so it's fine. Okay, it's cool. What's going on, man? I feel like, I feel like we've got some really good content to throw at the people today. But like, before we get into that, like, I just want to encounter you real quick. Like, what's going on, dog? How's your heart? Authentic, authentic intimacy. Authentic friendship. Authentic intimacy. Um, Give me some of that. I, well, we did talk about our spiritual lives on the bonus podcast. We did. But, I mean, but besides that, like, what's been going throw... on? What's been going on? Oh, well, um, I've been, like, trying to get back into the rosary. Oh, there you go. That's been good. I've been yeah, reading yeah, yeah. I've been reading Champions of the Rosary by Father Donald Calloway. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Good stuff. I've gotten some interviews set up. Good. For the near future. Good. I announced it on my anchor podcast, which everyone should listen to. Mm. Uh, but I haven't, I haven't announced it here that we have the Gray Havens coming on our podcast Ooh. in mid December. That's gonna be fun. Nice. So they're really cool. They're husband and wife uh, music duo, and you should look them up on Spotify. They're fantastic. Um, other than that, finals week Ugh. is this week. Oh, the worst. Not that bad, actually. I like finals week. You know what? Do you know what really cooks my nuggets? <laughs> what? Finals week small talk. It really fries my sweet potatoes. Finals week small. Finals hey, we week talked about this talk. on like our fourth episode. I know, but you know how? Oh my gosh! It just, mm, it it boils my shrimp. It makes me so mad because people <laughs> like it's not it's not that you know what really frosts my flake. <laughs> you know, really toast my crunch. So I. I struggle with this because I don't want to be angry. Like I want to bring joy to everybody all the time, but people come up to me and be like, Hey, how's your finals week going? And I'm just like, why are you talking to me about that? Why does anybody want to talk about that? <laughs> that's, the, that's the only thing I've been thinking of. I want to think about something exactly. else. Yeah. Like, and so what I do is I just kind of throw in like nonsensical words into the conversation. <laughs> also dog birds don't exist. Also birds don't exist. Oh my gosh. Have you seen that? derail we're talking about this now birds do not exist your instagram story oh my good okay so you need everybody needs to go to my uh twitter page and scroll back a a little bit or go to the twitter profile birds don't exist or i think at birds aren't real whatever it's something like that and there's this guy (laughs) it's literally just one dude who goes around yelling at people holding a sign that says birds aren't real and um People, he's like, he's talking to this group of people. He's like, have you ever seen a bird in real life? And they all say yes. And he goes, no, that's an Obama drone. 
And I, I lost it. I lost my mind. And so I've been writing birds aren't real, um, all over the place. So that's something you could talk about. If you're struggling and you're saying to yourself, Hey, I really want to talk about something besides finals. And somebody's like, Hey, how's your finals week going? And you're like, Oh, it's pretty good. Also, birds don't exist. And then they'll say, What? And then you can talk about the fact that Obama and the government have been manufacturing bird drones, uh, for years, uh, trying to deceive us. So. <laughs> There's yeah, there's a whole there's um, a whole thing. It's a whole conspiracy. Check it out. Have birds, you seen birds aren't real? This one's this one's actually kind of political. But have you seen the Alex Jones video of him like talking to Alexa? Oh gosh, yes. I've seen the Alex Jones video of him holding up a giant pair of underpants. That makes me giggle, like a small <laughs> schoolboy. Okay, say what you will about Alex Jones. I want his microphone. He's got such a good He's microphone. He's got a good microphone. He also I love his his voice i don't love what he says per se but he's he's got this deep throaty just like he's got he's got a gruffness to him that i really admire yeah he's got a good voice for radio um not necessarily the best brain for radio the best brain his also his facade his visage is a little bit wanting because he's just sweaty all the time and I just, he shows a bit too much chest hair, which, I mean, I do too, but you don't see it, you know, it's the audio. Um, well, the people don't, the, I do. The people, you, you see I've it. seen yeah, you have way s- too much. You've seen too much of my chest hair. Um, so that's good. Let's, let's, this is the Alex Jones Appreciation Podcast. Uh, and we're, I'm going to see more of your chest hair when we share a room at SLS. We're going to bunk, we're going to um, share a bed, we're going to cuddle. Okay, so that's not happening, one. Two, um, if you're going to SLS, me and Patrick are going, yay, we just decided. We literally that. just decided. We just yeah, decided, great. yeah. So if you want to if you want to see us at SLS, hit us up. Um, we're probably going to have some time where we're just chilling and meeting up with people. So if you're going to be there or if you know somebody that's going to be there, um, tell us. We'll be in Chicago whenever it is. It's like January 1st through the 4th or something like that. So if you're around or if you're close or if you want to hang out, let us know. And we will be at that conference um, willing to say hi, talk, chat, do a live podcast, whatever it is we're going to do. It's going to be a lot of fun, but I'm not rooming with Patrick, so don't don't let him get any ideas about that. <laughs> last time last time we mentioned Focus on the Podcast, uh, um, Lisa Co- we met Lisa Cotter. That That's true. She like, she, like, reached thinking, out to us and was like, hey. I'm thinking we get, fun. I'm thinking we get an exclusive with Bishop Barron. That's the goal. If I'm going to see if we can get a little, we can just a little that. audio clip of him saying, listen to the crunch new episodes every Sunday or, you know, Ethan, uh, you're, you are hired by a word on fire. Um, I look up, I look up <laughs> to you a lot. You're the next Brendan vote or Brendan Vaught, Brendan, Brendan, Brandon, Bront, Brent. No one's going to be able to say your last name. Either, no, exactly. So, so that we're two peas in a pod there. Um, yeah. you're the next Ethan Swave. <laughs> the only one. So that's exciting. Uh yeah. I don't We're going to we're going to break into a lot of places. Maybe I shouldn't say that. Oh like, gosh, you we're really not shouldn't that. say that. Let's 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 save more of this till the end. Let's let's get into our stuff this week. We've got what is it what's happening this week, Patrick? What are we doing? We're doing our annual monthly mailbag. Third annual <laughs> monthly mailbag. I am jacked for it. It's going to be a good one. I'm pumped. We're we're warmed I'm up. So we're ready. Stoked. I'm stoked already. We've had a couple of people call in. We've got one guy that wrote in. Um, so if you like what's happening on this episode yes. and you want us to talk about what you want us to talk about, 
You can send us an email at Ethan at thecrunchcast.com or Patrick at thecrunchcast.com or call in and leave a voicemail at 785-251-3989. Let's get into it. What do you say? I'm in. Are we doing the written one first? We're doing the written one first. Okay. So okay. I'm going to read this real quick. Dear Crunch Boys, I have two questions for you guys. First, what do you recommend doing when your parish has failed you from a community standpoint? Second, who would win? Decades of pent-up emotions or one short clammy boy. Please respond fast. It's urgent. Lucky for me, you've done monthly mailbag every month since this started, so I know I can count on you. Sincerely, Ben from Denver. Thank you, Ben. Otherwise known as Dan from Denver. Thank you. Dan from Denver. Ben from Denver. Um, very good question. First of all, obviously the clammy boy wins. Respect the clams or they'll take over. Uh, second off, <laughs> uh, what do you recommend doing when your parish has failed you? What can we tell Ben about community? I feel like that's something we've talked about a lot on the podcast. Um, but maybe not this, yeah. this specific. What are, what are your first thoughts? Well, because what we talked about on the podcast has been like, hey, if you are deserting your parish, you can't blame them for having bad community, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. what do you do if, okay, sure, say you stop traveling an hour and a half to go to mass across the state and instead you're going to your home parish. All right, your home parish is failing you from a community standpoint. That sucks. What do you do? Well, um, I think something that we fail to see is the the responsibility of the parish you know i don't i honestly don't think that evangelization happens in multi-purpose rooms evangelization evangelization happens in living rooms so like if you want Whoa. a community yeah if you if want you can't a tell if you can't tell patrick's trying to be up. trying to be a catholic speaker when he grows up <laughs> listen that's <laughs> i'm sorry i totally interrupted you but i thought that was so funny carry on that was hilarious. Oh, oh, Pat, Pat, Patrick hit him with that little chiasmus right there. That's mm-hmm, that's called. That's mm-hmm. when you. That, that's what we call in the business the old switcheroo. <laughs> folks. The old anyway. bait and switch. The old hook and ladder. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, if you if you want to build up a community at your parish, you need to find like a friend first of all, and then invite them over. And it's not even going to feel like a community is being built about your parish. It's going to feel like you're hanging out with your friends and that's kind of the, that's kind of the, the goal. Um, I don't know how, I don't know how a parish can actually build up a community on an official level. Like there's really nothing that you can do about your parish's failure except, you know, like s- s- try to make up for it in your own small way. Cause like the parish can make an adult group, but they can't make people show up, you know? My youth group was at its best when people were hanging out at the youth minister's house or when they were hanging out at um, one of the, the the high school students' houses. You know, that, that was when we were at our best is when we were having pool parties every weekend. But like when when youth group was just something that happened at the church, just at the church, when we left, youth ministry was like, it didn't even happen at school. We barely saw each other at school. Yeah. Um, but when, when you have a community like that, when your paths cross in the real world, which is what I experienced, it was like, I go to high school with, most of my youth group friends and I hung out with them at, at school and then we'd see each other at church and then we'd hang out with each other on the weekends. Like that's a community people that want to hang out with each other all the time. Um, if they can. Yeah. yeah. I would definitely second that for sure. Like after reading forming intentional disciples, I'm strongly convicted about the fact that, or, and listening to catching foxes that you can't do anything. I mean, you can do things at the church, but a lot of the important stuff happens at, in the home and outside of the church and, all of that. So, I mean, and I was talking about this on Twitter the other day with some, some other people, like there's a, there's a certain degree in which the the parish can be involved in starting up community and giving you the resources maybe, or the, 
Like, if you need a space, maybe you don't have a space outside of the church. Like, that's fine. Start in the church if you have to. Um, but, and maybe the church knows, like, a place that you can go. Like, hey, maybe there, there's a bar in town. Or maybe there's yeah, this, that, or the other thing that the church has used before. You know, definitely use the resources of the parish to try and start something and to get people together and to get connected with people. Because, I mean, the parish is just a group of people. You know, the people at the parish can help you get connected with as many people as you can. So I would say that to that degree, make sure that you're, you're involved. But beyond that, really, it should just be you and the people that you're, that you're doing it with, that you want to do it with, um, and leaving, leaving the parish out of it for the most part, because that's, you know, what's more attractive to people that are not Catholic, that are not, maybe not, uh, Christian at all is, you know, a hangout at somebody's house where you drink beer or you watch the game or you, do something together you're just hanging out or you know let's all go to the church and read the bible you know one seems a lot more attractive than the other and finding that balance is hard um but you just have to put in the work and you just have to keep trying with people that you trust and people that you know um will be there for you i guess i don't really know young adult ministry is hard uh youth ministry is hard when the community is not there but when the community is there and like you said the the teens are hanging out um outside of it you know that's that's huge but as far as like old adult ministry when people have kids and everything that's hard that's really hard to do and i don't know i don't the yeah. church in general doesn't have a clear answer on how to provide community for families that are married and have children or yeah. families that are maybe are married but don't have children or people that are single or like community is just a hard point for the church in general right now so as much as you can do it will be good for the church I suppose is what my answer is. Does that help? Is that good? Did we talk about anything relevant there? I think that's good. It's just, it comes down to like, you really got to put in the footwork. You have it's, to do it's it. It's going to, if your parish has failed you, you need to not fail your parish. Oh There's man, no there it is again. Boom. <laughs> so good. Those are on the spot, folks. These are, and this is the part where Patrick's like speaking on stage and then everybody like bends their head down and like starts taking notes real quick, like writes down that line and then looks back up to pay attention again. Oh man, I, love I don't it. understand why you're mocking me right I'm now. Not I'm not mocking so you. <laughs> I'm not mocking you. It's just like I'm at. It's just like I'm at SLS already, and I'm seeing you on the stage, and I'm hearing this for the first time. SLS 2018, Thanks. starring Patrick Nevy and Bishop Barron. SLS. <laughs> uh, on, on on the stage, finally, after much demand. If that did not answer the question, please let us know, and we'll try to talk about it more. But that's kind of what I'm thinking, just kind of initially. Um. What say you we we pop in and get uh, a phone call, a voicemail? Yeah, sure. Cool. This one is coming at us from maybe a familiar voice, maybe not. We'll see. What up, Crunch Boys? It is Daniel Glaze of YouTube.com slash Fat Catholic Couple. Please subscribe. My question for you on your third annual mailbag episode is if both of you had a YouTube channel, what would it be about and what would you title it? And then if you had individual channels, what would they be about and what would you title it? Guys, I love the podcast. Thank you so much for everything you do. I hope you enjoy the sound of my voice. Like, I enjoy the sound of your voices lulling me to sleep every Sunday. Stay holy, my friends. Deuces. Aww. Again, I cannot emphasize how backhanded of a compliment it is that, oh, I fall asleep to your podcast. That... <laughs> does not it make was, me feel so good hard. about the that content that we compliment. produce 
that backhanded compliment was so artfully crafted. It was so I'm good. Impressed. That was such a that was classic classic glaze for that being honest. Such a good oh so man. good. And just, Daniel just you know, you know what's funny? oh man. You know what's the worst is that Daniel's not even the roastiest of the two of them. No. Anna Glaze. Anna Glaze will get heated. She will, but then she'll apologize. So yes, and she'll feel, feel really bad about it. Mm-hmm. I just, I'm just so terrified when Lily starts talking. <laughs> she's just gonna roast us so much. Yes, she's gonna. She, you're, you're gonna meet Lily Glaze for the first time ever. You're like, hi, Lily, how are you? She's gonna go, judge, and you're just gonna fall over dead. That's um, all. That's it. Would be one singular verbal hit. Um, what, Patrick? What would our what would our YouTube channel be called? I have a few initial thoughts. I'm thinking the Ethan and Patrick Power Hour, and each of our videos are only ten seconds long. <laughs> um, we could be, we could be. I mean, we can't do it anything crunch related because like crunch is our audio platform, but it'd have to be something. Yeah, exactly. Because crunch is an audio sound. Crunch is What's audio the sound? video version of a crunch? Eating. <laughs> No. What do you mean? What's no, the audio version? The... So, like, like a crunch is an audible sound, right? Like crunch, crunch, crunch. That's the sound it makes. It's the sound of a crunch. But what is the what is the 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 ocular equivalent? Probably to like a crunch. We could call it the punch. A blink. We could punch it. Like something. That's, a, that's more of a that's more of a sense sensory. Okay. Equivalent to a crunch. Us. Okay. So I'm trying to think of what happens when I'm seeing something. I'm thinking of a car folding in half after hitting a wall. What is that called? Like it's crunching. Uh huh. Uh huh. You know what I mean? Like we have that image in our mind, but what does that? What does that look like? What is that? What is that sight sensation that we're seeing? That's a. That's a. Uh, that's that's a that. I don't know. This is impossible. We're only we're we're single sense beings. It doesn't make any sense. We we are singular. We are singular so, sensory beings. So for now, we're going to stick um, with. We could call it um, Ethan and Pat's Good Mythical Morning. <laughs> nice. Um, I have never thought about what a double. Ethan and Patrick YouTube channel would be because that's either. just so tough to do. It'd be terrible. Can we do? Can we do like? Can we do what like John and Hank Green do, where we just send each other video messages? That would <laughs> like, be good. That that'd be um, funny. We could call it um, Cinema Sins. We could call it. <laughs> we could, list wait, hold on. We could call it. Good. We could call it Casey Neistat. Um, this video, this this bit is done. Wait a minute. Let me. Go. I'm thinking really hard here. We could call it PewDiePie. Oh gosh. All right. Okay. Now that's that's all I got. Individual channels. Change. Patrick, what would yours be by yourself? So, I honestly, I honestly have no clue mm. what I would call it by myself. I, my 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 original like, I was talking to shout out Tristan. I was talking to Tristan a while back about like starting a YouTube channel. And he was like, that that'd be cool. Like, what what would you name it? And I was like, I don't know. Like, I wanna I wanna do something called i want to do something about like theology Ugh. but it's like easy to spot. and he's like all right cool call it theo juice and i was like sick theo that's, juice. I'm in. that's and good. i made what that's good i like that that's a, no that's a good Thank that's you. a good thing i would i would subscribe to theo juice hey what are you watching what's great is that you watching just some theo juice i'm really juicing yeah, dude. i'm getting you know what's great? juice out of this video juicing it mm. Theo juice. The cover was orange juice, ah. which is a bre- which is a breakfast theme. That's true. And then the crunch started. This is cross platform right now. It's on brand. That's what I'm saying. Like, if I did an individual brand. YouTube channel. It would be called Theo Juice. Theo Juice Productions. If I did, if I had a YouTube channel, I'd probably call it something like Word on Fire or Ascension Presents. Oh or... my gosh, it's going on, but it's. I'm thinking. Now. Well, God. I could. Here's an idea. If I start dating somebody, I could call it that Catholic couple. That would be good. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, I think those are all pretty original, pretty creative. Um, just a, just thoughts from from me, your boy. Um, what so you... one good thing came out of this answer: Theo Juice <laughs> has been broadcasted to the world. Exactly. No, if I, I, I uh, yeah, I don't have an answer, Daniel. I'm really bad at naming <laughs> yeah, things. Know. I'm not good at YouTube. Uh, if I had to name it something, I'd probably name it Ethan Stevie. Follow me on Twitter. That would be my name, the name of my YouTube <laughs> channel because I'm much better at Twitter than I am. You know, Bro Postle is a pretty good. Bro Postle is good. I do like, have. I need to get good. that like slot so that nobody else can use it. Hey, thank you for listening to this episode of the Crunch. Sorry to interrupt what I'm sure is a stimulating intellectual conversation, but I wanted to pause the episode real quick to let you hear from some of our sponsors. We will be back right after this. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Um, yeah. let's talk about something real. This, this bit is dead. This bit is dying. We need to thank you, Daniel, for calling in four times. Uh, we appreciate it. If you don't know who Daniel Glaze is, he does that Catholic couple on YouTube and they are phenomenal. So check him out, follow him and respect, respect his name. Uh, oh, are we doing the, which one are we doing next? Hi, Ethan and Pat. Uh, it's Mariel. I just want to say that I love your podcast. It's a really good de-stressor from school. Because uh, it makes me laugh a lot, and I also get to learn about the Catholic faith. And I'm not sure if this is a question per se, but I was talking to uh, another student a while ago, whose dad was born Catholic, uh, I think raised Catholic, but then just became an atheist. And one thing he would always complain about was how the church would have all these beautiful and extravagant churches with, like, paintings and decorations and gold and everything. And you would say, well, why don't they just take that money and instead of spending it on stuff like that, use it to feed the poor? And I honestly just didn't really know how to respond to that. And I was just wondering if you had any thoughts on that and how you would respond uh, if somebody brought that up. Thanks. Bye. So... Yeah, let's clean this up. Let's clean this up. Actually, just, just Ethan, can you actually can you actually cut that part out? Because that was really stupid. Can I just cut out everything you just said real quick? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not saying what you did was bad. Um. So let's think no, about it. Let's think about like this is this. the problem with going into questions blind. <laughs> I know. I know. Well, I I always think it provides for juicy conversation. So if we did a podcast two weeks ago about the importance of like beauty of the church and like good design and all of these things about how everything that the church does, like ought to point towards heaven and ought to point towards God, which it does, right? People go into a church, people see a church and they say, yeah. wow, that place is different. That place is not the same as every other building. It means something. I'm going to go in and they experience God. Um, ideally, that's what the that's what the ideal situation is. Um, doesn't always necessarily happen that way, but that is, uh, you know, like the, the initial, like we should give glory to God by making this building beautiful and great and then we do it that way. Um, one thing people always say is like, oh, let's just sell all this crap and then feed the poor. Well, the the beautiful churches are a way of getting people in the door so that they can make enough money to feed the poor. 
you know, like the Vatican has all of these churches and all this artwork and all this beautiful, beautiful statues and everything. Um, the money that is generated from people going and seeing those things is used to feed the poor, you know, like. Yeah, wait a second. The argument implies that those two things are mutually exclusive. Exactly. Those two things are not mutually exclusive. Exactly. Like you can't. Yeah. You can have both. It's like, oh gosh, I can't even think of a good. It, it just doesn't make any sense. Like I can have me, Ethan. I can have a nice, nice suit, right? I can wear a nice suit and, and go around, but I can still give money to the poor. Like some of the, some of the richest people in the world are yeah. like Bill Gates. Think of Bill Gates. One of the richest men in the world, biggest philanthropist in the world also. Like probably, well, 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 it was, at one point he was giving the most money personally out of everybody in the world, yeah. I think is where I'm getting. I mean, number. if you consider, if you consider flooding Africa with contraceptives, philanthropy, <sighs> that's fine. It's a bad example, but I'm grasping <gasps> at straws here. I'm drowning. I'm drowning in, let's, a, let's go drowning in a sea of contraceptives. So if you think about someone like Bill Gates, right? He is somebody that yes. has given a lot of money because he is rich, right? Nobody, nobody is calling for Bill Gates to sell all of his Microsoft stock, you know, sell everything that he has to give more money to the poor because he already gives billions of dollars to the poor. I don't understand how that is a a need for the church to do because the church has all these things and it all is all a part of the system that the church uses to ultimately serve the poor more than any other institution on earth. So, yeah. like, what? Just oh, yeah. bring up, bring up and that, bring up that false dichotomy of. Okay, well then you should expect this of Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos and you know the the United States government. Let's sell all of our buildings, let's sell all of our statues, let's sell all the books and everything that the United States government is in possession of. All the schools. We don't need schools, we need to feed the poor. Do you know what I mean? Like that doesn't everything that the government owns serves a purpose and you know like you should argue that they they should serve the poor more. If if you're of that persuasion, some people are not of the you know the idea that the government should help the poor. <laughs> um but <laughs> I got to I got to play both sides here Patrick. Anyway, what do you yeah, th- what are you, what are your thoughts? What are you thinking? Um so yeah, I I just think that it's uh it's a little bit of a weird thing to say. So the Sistine Chapel. The, the this is my when I was thinking about this question, this is my first. I should have led with this cuz this have. is pretty good. You should this, have. This is pretty good. Yeah. Um the Sistine Chapel painted by Michelangelo as a gift to the church. Essentially, like he was compensated, but like he was like, this is a way that I can use my skill and the, the ability for me to create something beautiful that God has given me and give it to the church. Um, now, if you made something very beautiful, like a macaroni painting or mm. something, mm. gave it to your mom mm. and you were like, here, mom, I made this for you. And she was like, OK, honey. And then she just gave it to some dude in the back of an alley and she gave him and he gave her 10 bucks for it. She was like, well, honey, we got to feed the poor. You'd be like, well. I mean, you're right, but, like, did you not have $10 to begin with? Like, your mother did already have $10 to feed the poor with, and she was probably going to do it anyway. But, like, you know what I'm saying? All, all these artworks, all of these, like, works of art, all these buildings, these are gifts, essentially, to God and to the church. And so, like, if the church was to turn around and sell these things, then that would just, that would defeat the purpose of the gift. And also, who who would buy the Vatican? Are you kidding me? What? Who who's gonna who's gonna buy the Sistine Chapel? What are they gonna turn it into? Are you kidding me? Like the logistical improbability. Like not everything can be bought and sold. You know. Yep. If you walked into like the cathedral in Steubenville and like picked up all the candelabras and were like, "Hey, uh, on eBay, like, hey, does anyone want to buy this candelabra? It's from it's from a cathedral." They'd be like, "Um, 
I mean, what use? I what use what does anybody do, not but... in a church have for a thurible or a thurifer? <laughs> I always get those two mixed up. But do you know what I mean? Like what? Yeah, sure. Let's yeah. let's sell our let's sell our gold line vestments so that somebody can use them for a ring. Uh, I guess okay. I don't know. Let's sell let's sell Which, our altar again, so that the... let's sell the high altar so that somebody has a dinner table and they're poor. Also, um, not sure how you're guess... gonna how you're and... gonna what where you're gonna put it. Like how you're gonna move it out of the church. But so let's sell it. What are you talking but about? But once you sell this valuable. Once you sell this valuable thing, what are you going to turn around and say to the guy that now has it? Hey, why don't you sell that and give the money to the poor? Exactly. It's going to keep going. It's it, an infinite regress. It perpetuates. Um, so maybe, like, this is my thought, is that people need to, I mean, people already have such a worldly mindset of, you know, temporal, you know, this is, we need to help the poor. And we do need to help the poor. It's very important that we help the poor. That's why the church is the biggest charity in the world. But yeah. there are reasons to do things that are not monetarily related. There's enough food to feed people. We just don't have the ability to get it to them, you know? Mm -hmm. It's more of a, instead of focusing on ways to develop third world nations and give them the ability to make their own food and, like, you know, start to grow as a nation, we're focused on, uh, you know, making sure they don't repopulate, which is, like, Ugh. I guess that's one way to fix it if you're, yeah. like, you know, not thinking about the future. <laughs> if you're like, I, I know, I know, it'll stop this panel from falling off the space shuttle if I put duct tape over it. It's like, um, yep, you, you did it. You I did don't it. know if that's, I don't know if that's the best but, way to do that. That's just my opinion, though. You definitely stop the panel from coming off, but also it's not going to be able to do its job. Yeah, and you're an idiot. Like that's the only. Yeah, we're not, we're not going to talk about that though. Yeah, you also might be racist, but we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> um, I think that pretty thoroughly answers that question. Yeah. Are you going to cut out that part where I, my, my initial response? I might cut out everything about it because I don't know what's going to happen because this is in a three, yeah. three parts now and it's just a whole thing. We'll figure it out. It'll buff. Um, thank you, audience, for your patience with us as we try to figure out how to answer these questions and talk about these things because we don't know and you don't know and nobody knows anything. Here we are. It's the end of the episode. Ah, I have to pee really bad. Wait, where where are we in the, uh, in the time? Well, we're at like 36 minutes. Don't answer another question? Um, I mean, I have to pee really bad, but sure. We can do that Mary Magdalene one real quick. Sweet, let's do it. Three, two, one, go. Hi, this is Sarah, and I had a friend the other day ask me a question, but I didn't really know how to answer him with, so I was wondering if you Crunch Boys could give your opinion. He asked me if I, if, um, I thought the idea that Jesus was married to if Jesus could have been married to Mary Magdalene was possible. And I really didn't know how to respond. I said no, and then he asked for evidence. I couldn't think of anything. Well, I mean, if you guys have any ideas, shout about. Yeah, that was really weird. Um, yeah. I mean, the burden of proof fallacy is, like, it's kind of wonky, but, like, it, it does work when someone makes an insane claim, like Jesus was married to Mary Magdalene. Which it's is like, and then you say, you, you say, here's, a, here's what you say: is you say, okay, well, there's no, there's no evidence in the scriptures of that. And he says, well, you have to provide evidence that he's not married. And it's like, well, no, that's not true at all. He has to, he's providing the yeah. affirmative claim that Jesus was married to Mary Magdalene. The, <laughs> the status quo is that Jesus was not married. So if you try to like Prove every that historian ever oh, gosh. for 2,000 years has been like, yep, 
Yep, Jesus wasn't married. Like every major source. Mm-hmm. And now here comes this college kid with an axe to grind and two world religions credits under his belt. He's like, um, I think Jesus was married to Mary Magdalene because I read it in a book that was released in 1990. Yeah, no. By the way, the book is the Da Vinci Code. That was <laughs> that was a, that was a major plot point in the Da Vinci Code. Yeah, and um. The Divin- I, I don't actually like know the entire history behind or what the plot is to the Da Vinci Code. I haven't but read there's, it. Like, there's like yeah, because it's pagan. It's stupid. It's like oh, there's a bunch of secrets about Jesus, and here they are. We know them. Um, yeah, that's fine. That's all well and good. Yeah, but uh, yeah, there. I think, I think the uh, the quote unquote recent evidence that was brought up regarding Mary Magdalene married to Jesus came from like this little script of paper that was translated by someone who can't read Hebrew. Like it's like hmm. worse than the Dead Sea Scrolls, like not the Dead Sea Scrolls, but like another fine I don't know. There's a bunch of conspiracy theories surrounding it, but like every time around Christmas time and Easter someone makes some big comment about Wait, what was that? What was that tweet? Like Jesus was actually a Presbyterian woman. Yeah. Or no, it was Jesus was actually a... yeah. Jesus, are you talking about my tweet? <laughs> Yes, I think it was. Oh, yeah, Jesus Jesus was actually a pagan holiday who that got moved to a different day and then adopted by Christians. <laughs> People have all these w- wonky ideas that always get cropped up. Is that like, oh, Christmas was actually a pagan holiday? Well, it probably was at one point. And then like you, and then you were like, "Well, no, I don't think so." Like, "Oh, the sheeple." Yeah. Well, can like, can you can you well, here's tell the, me Here's the thing is that like, can okay. Can you tell me what? So so maybe maybe the Christian church put uh christian holidays on days that were pagan because they wanted to baptize those holidays uh, so maybe maybe jesus wasn't born exactly on december 25th regardless either way it still happened it's still a thing that it, that that occurred you know like yeah <laughs> what it's been 2000 years the christians i don't know the christians took the Christians took Christmas for the pagans. Yeah, well, the Dutch took New York from the Native Americans. Whatever. We don't. We don't cry about. Ne- never mind. We're gonna. Well, I kind of cry about that. I kind of cry. <laughs> I don't like it when like, the Dutch do anything. I don't like the freaking Dutch. Hashtag disrespect the Dutch. Tweet it out now. <laughs> Get them. Get them. Get them good. Um. Yeah. So really, unless your friend has evidence, um, which he probably does from some stupid book, and then you can look at that and qu- probably quickly debunk it and then if he if he argues that you need to have the evidence say no i don't need to have the evidence because the crunch told me so and then make him listen to this episode and then he'll convert to catholicism like a good boy a good boy yeah i i'm excited for you to tell him to listen to this episode and then him hear us roasting that idea yeah for five minutes instead of actually answering the question um yeah, yeah. also <laughs> um I have this idea, like, I kind of read it, you know, somewhere, like, Mary had more children after Jesus. Like, doesn't that make it, like, impossible for him to be God, you know? <laughs> uh, okay, cool. Thanks. I'm just... <laughs> um, actually, in, in, uh, in Zechariah 10, it, um, the Bible verse that talks about, like, looking on the one they have pierced, mm-hmm. it mentions him being an only son and a firstborn. So it's, like biblically necessary for jesus to be the only son but 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 we're not going to talk about that right we now. don't have to get into it we don't um, have to because there's two thousand years of tradition backing us up and there's yeah. nothing if you or a loved one has suffered from conspiracy theories such as this uh f- 
fear not, the church is always right, and you're probably right. So don't don't listen to him too much. Can we end the episode? I really have to pee. Uh... Yes, we can. We can end the episode. You pull up Crunch of the Week. I'll throw down our Twitter stuff. Good. All right. You can follow me at Catholic Pat on Twitter or Ethan at Bropostle. We are on Instagram at Patrick Nevy, III, or Ethan at Ethan.Stevie. No, no, it's just Ethan Stevie, right? Yeah, there you go. Just at Ethan Stevie. Uh, you can email either of us, Patrick at TheCrunchCast.com, Ethan at TheCrunchCast.com. If you like what we're doing and you want to help us you know, keep doing it, if you want to send us some money for our troubles, please consider donating to us on Patreon.com slash TheCrunch. That's patreon.com slash crunch. Don't donate to anyone else, just us. And yeah, we've got some really good stuff for our Patreon supporters. At level at $3 or more a month, you get access to our bonus podcast, which we recorded before this episode. At $5 a month or more, you get uh, you get a bunch of fun stuff. I'm not going to go through all of it, but go on and take a look. And yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Am I missing anything? Uh, call the number 785-251-3989 to get your voicemail in on this. Uh, we're going to be at SLS, so hit us up. Um, I couldn't find a Crunch of the Week because there are no new iTunes reviews. So if you want to be a Crunch of the Week, leave, leave us a review on iTunes. Leave us a review on iTunes, and if you can't figure it out, well, just uh, write us a note and send it to us via Carrier Pigeon. Also, thanks to two of my friends from home for sending in monthly mailbag questions. Hopefully, <laughs> that was uh, hopefully I answered your questions well, guys. It was extremely good. Uh, sorry. Sorry for, uh, I don't know what I'm apologizing for. We did, I, I don't, I actually can't think of anything that we did wrong. Um, if this episode is kind of weird and janky, it's because my audacity freaked out right in the middle of recording. So everything will be good because I'm a wizard at editing. Yeah, you are. All right. All right. That's it, I think. Good episode, buddy. Cool. You too, man. Uh, thank you all for listening. Please pray for us. We'll be praying for you and we'll see you on the Twitters.